It's time, ladies and gentlemen. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. And by God, this is the BS Uncensored. All right, there it is, the BS Uncensored episode eleven. Thanks for being here. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. Barely, but I'm here. Barely D. And there's there's Nelson. At listen to the BS on social and uh, at the Bailey Show on YouTube, which the full length video of this fine podcast can be found. Nikki D is suffering. She's in a lot of pain. She almost didn't make it. She needed to go home. I'm a team player. I stayed here. Yes, you are such a team player. She can't get up out of the chair. I brought her some illegal drugs today for her mm-hmm. back. And she's going to look at her. Goose Fraba. <laughs> Goose Fraba. Just trying to keep moving my neck around and doing some things and not get myself stiff. Here's the problem is, let me tell you, because her it's I, it, Nelson and I both have WebMD and we think that it's a pinched nerve. Yes. Right? That's yes. what we think. Mm-hmm. We think it's a pinched nerve because it's running down your arm, but it's not in your back. It's more in your lats on the side. So it's not like a lower back pain because I got no. a lot of lower back pain myself. It's up top. But the thing is, is back pain sucks. It yeah. exists. It's a thing. It's real. But you have to suffer in order to get better. And suffering does not include not doing anything about it. Does that make any sense? It does. You know, you have to fight through the pain to make it more painful in order to get through the pain. Mm-hmm. Nikki, do you understand what I'm saying? I understand. You gave me the breakdown today of all the things I need to do. And I will say the first part of the day, you were absolutely right. Those stretches help me get through the show. I'm just running out of meds right now. So the stretches and the meds were helping. Because, you know, the meds are great, but, you know, for the most part, they mask it. I mean, they help with the inflammation. There's no doubt, like, prednisone helps with inflammation, and mm-hmm. the muscle relaxers help with the inflammation, and so on and so forth. But if you really want to get your balls wet, you know, you got to do some stretching. Mm-hmm. I told you to go to a Cairo. I told you to stop by the mall at the the, the good hands, the Asian people. They do an amazing job, you know, there, and just go for a 20, 30-minute rub. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. Okay, you got to do that. You, but I'm saying you, it, I know you're in a lot of pain and it sucks and you got to force yourself to do it, but you got to do it. Yeah, I'm not going to do it today, though. I'll probably do it tomorrow, but I have a long that, day today. That was the whole reason I talked about this, is that was the point. Yeah, but the way I feel right now, I have to, I have to stop moving. I need to go put myself in a position and not move. No, that's the thing. That's what I'm telling you. You do, you do have to move. Yeah, you're not listening at all. You're not listening at all to anything I'm saying. You're listening. Mm-hmm. I heard it. And I appreciate you listening Every to bit me. of it. Why is she not listening to me? No idea. She's your friend. Tell her to listen to me. <laughs> you should you should listen to what he says instead of just reacting. Because if you tell her that what I'm saying makes sense, it makes sense. I feel like you're just waiting to say your part right now instead of listening to what he's saying to you, absorbing that knowledge. And then uh, applying it to your situation. When did you become a philosopher for Bailey? When did that occur? I don't think that's a thing. I don't think you can be a philosopher for someone. Yeah, that's what he sounds like right now. He's more of a... um, Like a whisperer? No, you'd be... What is it when you go to court and you have uh, somebody that gets your back? Court reporter? No. No. Don't just (laughs) say things you've heard. (laughs) Maybe you should go home. Maybe, no, let's let Nelson and I handle this for today. <laughs> a character witness? Yeah, that's what you are. Yeah. 
You're more of a fact witness. Yeah. Yes. You're a fact checker. Thank you. I like core reporter. Core reporter stenographer. Like a bailiff. You're rusty. Did you just die? You remember? Richard Mole. Oh, Are you on narcotics right now? I've been taking narcotics for days. What is space? <laughs> Four days. Apparently, I gave some crazy call to Nelson the other day that I don't really remember all of. Oh, God. Yeah, but you, uh. They told, they told me not to call. I called. You sound like you're really high right now. Oh, my God, you should have heard her on the phone. No, I just took a leave. I, I didn't take You don't any- get high by taking a leave. Help. Yeah, I didn't take any narcotics today. I took them yesterday. Yeah, Help. but you sound high right now. Does she not sound high? Yes. See, but again. My court reporter. Not as high as she did the other day on the phone. I wish, next time, I wish you would call me that high one more time. I was sitting next to my equipment. I could have switched my phone over to Bluetooth and recorded her, and I didn't think about it until it was too late. When I called her last night, she's like, oh, oh. I was asleep. I was like, all right, look, I know you're in pain, but that's a little bit too much. Don't move me. Did she yell at anybody to move her? And then, of course, you got to go, are you okay? What's wrong? I'll, I'll be <laughs> I'll be fine. Fine. <laughs> move me. Okay, well, I feel bad. I got to ask you a question. Can I? No. Okay. <laughs> Not what I did. Oh, bullshit! I totally got up and helped you and every all the things you did. But if it was it was like that though. It was... <laughs> Listen, I make me feel bad. I right? have a very high pain tolerance, so if I ever tell you I'm in pain, know that it's an eleven. Like mm. I can take a lot. Like my the pain in my back right now is worse than I gave birth to my child. It's not like, that bad. That's oh silly. yes, it is. You think it's you, worse? You might have uh, pea stones. What are they called? Kidney stones. Oh yeah. You think you got some pea stones? I don't know. Yeah, I really don't. Know. Rage when I went stone, to the doctor. Maybe? All she said was, "Let's just get you physical therapy." It's like they don't even test. They don't do X-rays. They don't do nothing. Yeah, if you've got kidney stones, they're a some bitch. Rage gets yes. those all the time, and she shoots them out like a Nerf gun, man. Oh. I mean. Like, she'll get some boulders up in there, and, uh, you know, it's like, you can hear her when she's, like, in the toilet, you know, and they drop out. <laughs> that was not something I Have you ever had a kidney hear. stone before? No, never. Oh, my God. They're horrible. I've had them before. Does they make your back hurt? Yeah, they could. Like your whole body hurt. Yeah, they make your whole body hurt. But, yeah, absolutely, they can make your back. I mean, they could. there could be a pain. It's not making your back hurt, but your back is affected by it because of the pain in your Somewhere kidney. Somewhere else, yeah. Yes. That, that makes sense. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm I'm pushing through. I push through the pain. I've been still doing everything I need to do. It just, it hurts bad. All right. Well, I think we're being connected with our guest this week, uh, Desmond Child, which, you know, we're lucky. You know, we, we have a, a great booker that, uh, guest booker for the radio program, in, in Art Sears, and uh, occasionally, you know, we'll have guests on the radio show. We can only spend so much time with them mm-hmm. on the radio show. And that's what's great about podcasting. I've always said that. That was the reason why I got into podcasting, you know, when I got fired in Atlanta, was so I could talk to these people and spend, you know, an hour plus, if I want to, having a conversation without any restrictions. So we're able now, you know, because Art is, you know, I said to Art, I was like, you know, we had Desmond on on the radio show, I was like, he was so good. Mm-hmm. I want to spend more time with him. You can sit here and talk all day about music. We were talking about an iconic Grammy Award winning and Emmy nominated songwriter and producer. 
uh, over 80 top 40 hits, selling over 500 million records worldwide. I mean, what the shit? I mean, that is a lot. Mm-hmm. That is a lot. Just about any and every song that you love that you've heard is come from the brain of Desmond Child. Desmond, how are you? I am so good. Yeah, okay. Well, so we're glad that you, you you spent some more time with us, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, we had such a good yeah. such a good time with you on the radio show. Yes. And uh, we, we had so many more questions, and, um, and I have a very short-term memory sometimes, so forgive me if we ask some of the same questions over and over again, but... That's okay. Uh, you know, the the new memoir, Living on a Prayer, Big Songs, Big Life, and just to go through some of the artists that you've written for and with is Kiss and Bon Jovi, Aerosmith, Alice Cooper, Ricky Martin, Katy Perry, Cisco. I thought was cool that you wrote. Yeah, were you the sole writer of the thong song? Please say yes. No. <laughs> that, that was an interpolation where they used a piece of Living La Vida Loca, the main piece, Living la vida loca, and they put it into their song. So and that's so what they cut us. Yeah. So they they call they reached out to us to begin with, you know, before they put it out, and we agreed. I didn't realize that I could have asked for so much more, but we, me and my collaborator, got twenty five percent of the song, so that's twelve and a half percent each. Then they do this documentary that made the whole drama that Desmond Child stole their song. I mean, it's just the stupidest thing and was not true because they had worked it all out ahead of time. So hold on. Who said who said that they stole your song? Cisco's people? Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden it was like the scary music and Desmond Child. Boom. You know, our song like he owns more of the song than we do. And it's like, are you kidding me? Wow. I did not know that. Did you feel like you you, you, you got betrayed? I've gotten hate. I've got like Cisco hate mail for it for years. And and no one ever, you know, corrects it. Wow. You should tell them they have the thong guy. Ah, that was good. Now that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, because the thong song, if it rhymes with thong. Yeah. That was good. That was funny. So it. Does this happen often, like in the music business? I know it's a cutthroat business and a backstabbing business, but have you had some of these artists turn heel on you? I have, but, you know, it's like, it's, it's like this one was in reverse. It was like, we agreed. You know, we didn't ask for more. It's like, usually it's like, wait a second. You can't just go take my song and then all of a sudden call it something else. You know, so lately I've, I've been having that problem where people will take Live and Love You the Loca and say, hey, will you agree to this license? And we become the owners of Live and Love You the Loca. And it's like, no, you don't. And I don't agree. Are you kidding me? Wow. And it's this crazy, like, sample craze, whatever. They take your song, they make their own song, they put some shit verse on it, yeah. and then they go into the court. Now, this is in Germany it's happening right now. This all in German. It's living on a prayer, like complete ripoff. Like it starts out with it and everything in German, meaning maybe something else. Whoa. And I'm trying to get Universal, who controls that song, to like tell them to cease and desist. Yeah. And give us the give us the money. It's our song. Yeah. You know, so I didn't agree. And that's, you know, this is what's happening with AI too. Yeah, because you know they 
these companies that are subscription model, right? They're getting paid right from the get. I just saw some news that some, uh, you know, AI company just sold their company for $80 billion, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, are you kidding me? Does that mean that there's that much money in it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're not, you know, we protest, you know, like a hundred thousand percent that we have to have, first of all, consent to use our material. Second of all, credit. And third of all, the most important compensation mm-hmm. for the use of our material. And they say, Oh no, it's fair use. Like, um, like it's, like public domain and it's like no it ain't <laughs> you should have should know this this stuff should apply the same way as copyright laws it sh- it should be you don't have to reinvent the wheel here buddy do you it's get do you get paid copyright law do you get paid for anthems in stadiums living on a prayer is an anthem song if any stadium plays that do they have to pay yeah, yeah you do yeah, they ask for a license they ask for a license it's usually not that much you know, it's like, you know, 400 bucks, Wow. you know, to, you know, for this is our house or whatever. And, and it's like, that's what the three writers have to split, but because it's sports and because, you know, it's Bon Jovi, it's like, I agree to anything they agree to, you know, and, uh, and especially football. Cause John is devoted to, you know, football and all that. Yeah. Well, so, you know, it's like, it, that's not, <laughs> That's not where, you know, the money is to be made. <laughs> right. What What is something that you've turned down, like reality, these talent shows like American Idol, The Voice? Is there any of that stuff that you've turned down before? You know, no, because I learned my lesson the hard way. I got offered by Apple Applebee for Live in La Vida Loca. They offered me uh, and my co-writer. Um, like I think at first it was like $25,000 to use it for like three months in a commercial. Mm. Right. And with changing the words to avocado and, you know, you know, this and that, like kind of having to do with some new taco they were making. Right. Mm. And I said, I said, no. And so then they upped it to 50, 75,000, hundred thousand, 150,000, 200,000, 250,000 and I said no mm-hmm. because I went to my songwriting friends uh, Diane Warren mm. Barry Mann since a while and Bob Crew and I said do you think I should let them use my song and change the lyrics to some crazy other lyric and they said absolutely not don't do that to your copyright so I turned down $250,000 so I went to a studio to work and Typed in a closet, I pulled out these styrofoam uh, like sheets, and it was the commercial. They had done it. That's why they were willing to to pay so much because they had already recorded it and went into production. They thought, yeah, yeah, they'll agree. But the truth is this: anytime your song is played, whether it's with different lyrics or not, i.e., uh, Sunday Night Football theme, I hate myself for loving you. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, after that happened to me, you know, somebody said, you're crazy. Anytime somebody even hears just the melody, it reinforces the copyright. Uh. It does nothing to take away from the copyright. So I learned my lesson the hard way and I agree to everything because, you know, this is a nickel and dime business. 
Right. So did wait, wait, go, go go back yeah. to the living La Vida Loca? They they did it anyway. So did you get paid yeah. or what? No, no, they couldn't release it. They oh, they, they lost couldn't their release. Money. Oh, oh. Yeah. but but for Joan they Jett, I hate myself for loving you for Sunday Night Football. You got paid obviously for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's a yeah. Well, what does that yeah. mean? Kinda. <laughs> well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you see. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I had done a catalog deal like in 1996 that included that song. Oh. And, you know, and so I didn't get any of that. You know, I think maybe just like, you know, TV, maybe I'll get like, you know, 900 bucks, you know, or something like that every time it's used. Whereas it's if the, the, the big money didn't go to me. Whereas if you would have retained control of that song separately and not put it into that package deal, you would have been looking at a really big windfall. Yeah, but I wouldn't have been able to close that deal without my biggest hits. So that was 96. So from 96 forward, I have all Ricky Martin and, you know, so many, you know, waking up in Vegas, you know, uh, all all the stuff, you know, but the big songs of the 80s were in the catalog sale. The thing I did, I do control and I retain control of was my writer share of my entire catalog. And that has been a life saving. I mean, it was like, you know, wow. Yeah. You know, because that that keeps growing. And that's just the writership, not the publisher side of it. And, it, you know, most of these songs, I have a third of the song. So it's not like mega trillions, but still it, it has kept us going. We call it living room on a prayer. Ah. <laughs> but that's kind of fun, Desmond. And, you know, you think about it is, you know, you have so many hits, all these different hits, right? Over 80 top 40 hits. That's huge. And you get to every month, it's exciting what kind of money you're going to get. Like, oh, I'm getting a check for Bon Jovi. I mm-hmm. might get a check for John Wayne. I might get a check for Kiss. I might mm-hmm. get a check for... Well... That's neat. It's not quite like that. It's not quite like that because I'm a member, very proud member of ASCAP that collects my right. performance royalties. Oh. So they, they pay me like, you know, twice a year. And then that's the domestic. And then in between, they pay the foreign. And so, you know, it, it keeps going. It keeps going. But it's not like, you know, like, oh, my God, here's a check for $300,000. No, it's not like that. Not like that. <laughs> because this is, a, like I said, this is a nickel and dime business. You have to, you know, what, a lot of streams to, what, to make anything happen. What, uh, what song that you've written or helped write do you sing the most still to this day? Which one do you like to sing the most? Just out loud like you're in the shower. Hmm. It's usually other people's songs that get in my head. Oh, really? Like that Billie Eilish song. I can't get it out of my head. (laughs) Which one? I used to float. Now I just fall down. You know? Oh, man. Let's put the X in sex. My boyfriend. (laughs) That's not what he's made for. (laughs) Stop playing in my head, Billy. (laughs) (laughs) See, I. I, like I looked through your catalog and even you know, like the Aerosmith stuff. I mean, that was just a permanent vacation and crazy and all those. I mean, there was so many good times in my life when those albums came out. I thought Dude Looks Like a Lady, which you get writing credit for, right? I thought that was all based off of Steven Tyler seeing Vince Neil. 
Is that no, not? No, 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 no. Now? The very first day I met them, I walked into this big airplane hangar, big door, slide open, big shaft of, you know, light. And I walk into this place and Steven's walking towards me with this big smile on his face. And he brings me to the side of the stage where they're working with the sound guy. And Joe has been working on a, a backwards guitar loop that went, na, 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 na. And then Steven said, said, what do you think of this? Cruising for the latest, da-da, cruising for the latest. And I still hadn't said hello. I just said, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, and testing their sense of humor, I said, I don't think Van Halen would put that on the B side of their worst record. Ooh, wow. And, and, and Joe's arms were like really crossed, you know, and then he turned sideways and his head was tilting back and he's looking at me with snake eyes. And uh, then Stephen, who's more of a, like a people pleaser kind of person, said, well, when we first started uh, playing around with that idea, I was thinking, dude looks like a lady. I said, what? Dude looks like a lady. Dude looks like a lady. That's a hit title. And Joe said, but we don't know what that means. And we don't want to insult the gay community. I said, first of all, I'm gay, not insulted. <laughs> I, I said, how did you, why did you, how did you come up with Dude Looks Like a Lady? He said, well, we went to a bar on the shore, uh, all the guys, you know, and um, it was empty except for this big, long, lonely bar at the end was this vision of loveliness, this jacked up, like bleached platinum mullet, you know, porcelain skin, black nails, curvy figure, you know, and um, everyone was drawing straws who was going to go up to her. And she turns and it's Vince Neil of Motley Crue. And so Stephen, everyone went, oh, and Stephen started going, that dude looks like a lady, dude looks like a lady, dude looks like a lady. And so that's, he loves alliteration. So that's how that stuck. But when they went to like make a record, a real record, a real record for grownups, you know, uh, they said, well, what could, what else could it be? Because it can't be that. But I talked them back into it. That's my claim to fame and walked them through like the storyline. Guy walks into a bar on the shore, her picture graced the grime on the door. And then Steven threw in a nonsensical line that said she was a long lost love at first bite. And it's like, but if he, how's the surprise going to come if she was a long lost love at first bite? Didn't matter. You know, he wouldn't listen to me. I wanted to put like, threw my money down on the stage. He thought that was stupid. You know, so then the thing is about that song is, you know, she whips out, she whips out her gun, tries to blow me away, right? Yeah. And the guy doesn't run away. You know, and then, then the second verse says, never judge a book by its cover. Or who you gonna love by your lover? Wow. That was so advanced, you know. That's like so, like so trans future. Yeah, you know. And it's the guy goes on and says, "My funky lady, I like it, like it, like it, like that." So he doesn't reject the idea, and that's what makes the song so forward. Wow. It's like, hey, if it looks good to you, go for it, man. Oh my God! Wow, I've never message. Yeah, I've never really sat and dissected it like that. But how like forward thinking for the '80s, you know, in a time of machismo and 
and where it couldn't have been easy to be uh, uh, gay in the 80s, I can't imagine. I was waiting for you to say, God, well, I never even thought about talking to the guy that wrote the song. The thing is, for that particular song, most people thought he was singing about himself because he does have a ladylike quality. Right. You know, He's... with those uh, blubber lips like Mick Jagger and all that. But the thing is, uh, this worker that was working on our house uh, came up to me and uh, said, did you write that <laughs> song of Aerosmith called Do a Naked Lady? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's wrong. how he heard it. And I went, uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> I didn't want to break that spell for him, you know. <laughs> so so let me ask you this, Desmond, as as a gay man and there's so many songs especially in the 80s, you know, I was a, a product of that generation, you know, putting the X in sex and you know and, and all those types of songs that we as heterosexual guys are listening to, we're thinking it's guy to girl. But if there's a gay guy writing the songs, are you is your muse another man, or are you trying to put yourself in a heterosexual's body, a straight guy's body? No, it's it's not like that. You you write you write appropriately for the artist you're working with, mm-hmm. you know. And so that you know, dude looks like a lady was like an exception. But um, you know, it's 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 like that. It, I'm not writing um, when I'm co-writing. For a specific artist, it's not confessional, it's not autobiographical, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I do try to tend to ask folks to not gender the song, so that somebody could put themselves in into the song and think whatever they want to think. So instead of he and she, it's it's you, you know, something like that, or mm. they, you know, something like that. I bet I've been doing that for years upon years. Now it's a, a, you know, pronoun, you know, like, what's your pronoun? Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, okay, I mean, I think that there's nothing wrong with, you know, a, a gay guy singing about a hot girl. Look at Live in La Vida Loca. Right. You know, right. and so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's theater, you know, and now everybody, you know, it's like, uh, it's like you can't even play a role unless you're, you know, ethnically correct for it. Right. But it's like, are you telling me that anybody who's in Le Mis, which is about the French Revolution, has to be white and French? <laughs> right. White and French to be ethnically correct? Yeah. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. We can be colorblind on that. Yeah. You know, and, and this kind of hardcore sense, uh, like uh, shutdown, what do they call that? Um, cancel culture. Uh, cancer culture. Cancel culture is 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 deadly for art. Deadly. Yeah. I, just, I guess and I... I understand. I understand that people have felt left out and this and that. And it's like, so right. Let's write new works that are, you know, correct. Yeah, I guess I just you know? I just never thought about it. You know, as far as who's always behind the, the words of the song. I'm, you know, from a fan standpoint, you're always thinking that it's personal. It's autobiographical. And, you know, even in the 80s when, you know, the gay community struggled a lot, you know, whether to come out or not, you know, when like George Michael and these artists that were in Ricky Martin that weren't 
openly gay at first, then afterwards you're like, how is George Michael? I grew up thinking that he was straight and he Mm -hmm. pretended to be straight because the world wasn't ready for that kind of acceptance yet. And then do you go back as a fan, let's just say of faith, and and look at all the songs and listen to all the songs and go, oh my God, he's not talking about what I thought he was talking about and feel, you know, if a straight person feels betrayed or not because they did. He, 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 yeah, you're being too serious. I just saw Ricky Martin at Madison Square Garden and he had four male dancers and three female ones and he was like the fourth of the male dancers, right? Yeah. And and they were humping each other every which way and every direction. <laughs> and and that state that uh, arena went crazy. Yeah. And love loved every second of it. You know, it's like, come on, people, get over it. Yeah. You know, never judge a book by its cover. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, Desmond, I was saying those things is actually, you know, as a compliment, and, and how the rest of uh, and I'd throw me included in that is is how oblivious we are to the good times that are happening, right? And we're just thinking we are taking things too seriously and too personal when it comes to these this types mm-hmm. of the types of music and whatnot. Wait, do you think? Yeah, let me just say yeah. one more thing. Yeah, this whole uh, like stress, like um, before, girl groups, boy groups, all that Motown, people didn't write their own songs. They, they picked a song they thought they could sing good, mm-hmm. and they had hits. As soon as the songwriter, as soon as the artists felt like they had to be songwriters, they lost their careers, you know, because you have to have hit after hit after hit after hit. doesn't matter where they come from. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even Aerosmith sang I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, solely written by Miss Diane Warren. And so... You know, did that hurt their career? I don't think so. No. They can't do a show without that song. Well, that's, you know, their, so, that's their only um, number one hit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, no can't, they can't do a show without it. So all I'm saying is is that, you know, the critics that, you know, hailed Bob Dylan and then bands like the Beatles and Rolling Stones started writing their own material, it became like the standard. If you didn't write your own stuff, you weren't being real. And so, you know, then collaborators like me would jump in, you know, and uh, in many cases, like with the Eagles and stuff, collaborators would jump in and join the Eagles, you know, and stuff like that. Um, But, you know, the, the point is that if you don't have great stuff to sing and you don't necessarily have put all those hours into learning how to do or maybe don't have the talent for that, but have a great talent for being an amazing entertainer. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's too strict. It's too strict. So then the pressure and this is the other business side of the pr- pressure I'll tell you about. The managers and the lawyers want to cut deals with advances from publishing companies. But the publishing company says, you know what, I'm not going to give you a million dollar advance unless you promise me that this artist is going to have at least half or or a third of the songs on the record. So that means that they can't do any outside songs or they find a song they like and they call, you know, they call up the writer and say, Hey, you, you mind if, uh, you know, this person puts their name on the song mm-hmm. and, and, you know, it's going to cost you a third of the song. Oh. And if you're, you know, somebody that hasn't had a hit and desperate and there's a big star, wants a third of your song, you go, <laughs> step right up. Take it away, you know, because 
the 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 man. This is this is why because the managers get paid off the top. Then the artist has to recoup the advance for everybody that took the money off the top mm-hmm. from their side. So it's it's like it, it can take a long time to recoup. Yeah. Uh, so so it's it's money driven, but it hurts the art. I I know with this. Uh... Memoir that you you put out, living on a prayer, of big songs, big life. By the way, everybody picked that up. You know, you you. It's not so much about at least when I read what I've read. It's not breaking down every song. It's more about your career and how you got there and all that good stuff. I suggest because I love that story you just told about. Dude looks like a lady. I can die a happy man knowing I heard that story from Desmond Child because I I I've always been just infatuated with the real story behind songs get made and you should put out a book behind every song and just break down every song and tell a story about how it was made i'm doing that i'm doing that i've been working on it for oh, years look at with, jody, with with jody marr my one of my favorite collaborators who who discovered mika and wrote that song um grace kelly and she's a professor at Belmont University of Songwriting, and she's one of our closest, closest friends. And we've been writing a book, okay, I'll give away the title, Anatomy of a Hit. Oh. And we're making, we want to make it the first college-level book on songwriting. No, it will not have who I slept with and, mm. you know, all in it. That's, that's for this book. <laughs> you know, it'll be, it'll be a real text on what music is, how you break it down, it starts out with the history of song and how it was passed on orally and then how, you know, all of that. Then it breaks into 12 songs of mine that I analyze and get down to. And then the back end of it is resources, you know, all kinds of ways that somebody could could make a career out of this. Yeah, but I'm talking you know, about the, the stories. Like, I, I'm not talking about the artistry and the uh, the science behind it i'm talking about you start you know page one hi i'm desmond child kiss i was made for loving you 1979 this whole chapter is a story about how you wrote that song and then you finish with whatever is your last song is no it's it's gonna be like that it's gonna be like that but i want the dirt i want like that i want gene simmons walked in and he had a you know, we had a chimpanzee on his on his ass, and you know, I want all that stuff with the story. Okay, that's good feedback. That it's got to be a little bit entertaining. Okay, I, a little I, juicy. Got to be a little juicy. And I want to, and I want to do the voice work for it. I want to do the audio book for it. You know. <laughs> okay. Because, all right. Because here's the thing: because you, the idea of that book, which you've already started, would have never happened unless I told you right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have the credit. See. <laughs> Even, yeah, even though I started it like five years ago. Right. I was in your head five years ago, Desmond. So here's the other you thing were. is, you know, I've always wanted to do a documentary or a um, or a book, write a book on the where are the women at now in the songs that made us today? You know, my Michelle, you know, those types of songs with those songs that are about a particular person, about a particular woman where are they at today? Or man, or man. Or a man, yes, yeah, sorry, or a man. Um, and where are they at today, and what are they doing in the, in the makeup of that song and how it came about? Well, I can tell you one. Yeah. Um, back before I discovered I was more gay than bi, 
Mm-hmm. I lived with I lived with a beautiful woman, and we lived in a little apartment on the Upper East Side, in, of Manhattan. We were in college, and um, I was you know, home, you know, writing songs, and she was working in a diner all day, and her name is Maria Vidal, and we had our group Desmond Child and Rouge, and. When she worked at this diner called Once Upon a Stove, every uh, waiter or waitress had a kind of like a fake um, diner, you know, wait person name. Mm -hmm. And hers was Gina because uh, she reminded everyone of the beautiful Italian actress Gina Lola Brigida. So she, you know, uh, I would always, you know, when I went to write the song after, you know, we had not been together and all that. But when I met Bon Jovi, I offered... I offered Johnny and Gina. Oh my God! Because, because my original name it was Johnny, so I thought of us, Johnny and Gina. But John said, "No, I can't wow. sing Johnny. My, my name. Uh, people think I'm singing about myself." So you know, we kind of stared off into space, and one of us, I'm not sure who, said, "Tommy. What about Tommy and Gina?" Oh and my boom, God. it stuck. But Maria Vidal is very much alive and very much cr- still creating. And we still very much have Desmond Child and Rouge. And if you go on, on Instagram, Facebook, uh, you know, all these things, you, and look up Desmond Child and Rouge, we are, are putting out music, we're putting out pictures, we're putting out stories. And it's kind of cool because it's like a time where you go back to the 70s. The, you're not going to see pictures of, like, elderly people. But did you work on the you know docks? I mean. Did you ever work on the docks? Right. Well, I might have hung out at the dock. <laughs> <laughs> but Gina did work the diner all day. She did. Yeah. Working for her man. Wow. For love. Holy yeah. fuck, man. My mind is blown That's right now. <laughs> awesome. Holy shit. Oh, my wow. God. I am so mind blown. Desmond Child, I love you. You are my hero. Oh my God! Thank you so much for sharing that story, dude. Yeah. Holy shit, dude! We just found out after all these years, Tommy and Gina, Desmond Gina's Child real. is Tommy. He's actually Johnny. Right. Holy shit! Right. Holy shit! Wow! Wow! Oh my! Do you have any idea? Like, uh, hi, I'm Desmond Child. No big deal story, dude. Do you understand how big of a story that is? That's huge. <laughs> and listen to the way he just tells it, like, oh, it's no big deal. Oh, it's yeah, not that's a like, big deal. Well, it's a, it's all in my book. It's I like understand. a Tuesday. Buy my book. No. Buy my book. Yeah, buy his buy book. book. Buy the book. Buy his goddamn book. Oh, my God, dude. Okay. All right. I'm going to buy. Wow. I, I got to let you go because you're going to give away too much more information. Yeah. Nobody's going <laughs> to read gonna buy your book. <laughs> Desmond, um, I, 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 oh, I have one more announcement. Yeah, please. One more announcement. Yes. You know how the Kardashians and everybody have like their skincare line? Yeah. Yeah. I've got my own. And it's called Vida Loca Skin Life. Vida Loca Skin Life. And, and it's VidaLocaSkinLife.com. And we're going to launch like in a couple of days. Okay. And it's all natural. And my slogan is skin has no gender. Oh, that's good. That what is good. That? Yeah. Only. Yeah, it's he, oh. it's he, she, they, them, us. Wow. What do you think about that? That's, that's great. Really only if you would have written smooth for Santana. Oh my God! Yes. And Rob Thomas, that would have been perfect. Okay, that that was a Grammy killer for me. Don't say the word 
Oh no, Santana, Smooth or oh. or Rob Thomas. Every Grammy time I killer. see that guy, I say, "You fucking Grammy killer." <laughs> they killed three Grammys for me. Oh. Song of the year, record of the year, producer of the year. They they killed me. Uh-huh. What was up against he, it? And he took Santana Smooth. No, but that's what you Santana. were going up against. What 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 did yeah. you have on offer? Living la vida loca. Oh, yeah. it was the set that year. I didn't realize that. Have you told them how much you hate them? Yeah, lovingly. If you want to say it's a joke, I, I've never met Carlos Santana, but last year, uh, "Living La Vida Loca," which, by the way, made recording history, being the first song to be all recorded digitally in the box to go to number one, and we were acknowledged by the Library of Congress and the National Recording Registry. "Living La Vida Loca." And along with Moon River by Henry Mancini. And guess what? Smooth isn't in that list. (laughs) Wow. Could you be any cattier? (laughs) Actually, actually, I'd like to correct you. That is Chevy Chase that does Moon River. Right. I believe I believe that, I believe that's Chevy Chase. Hey, Desmond, before you get out of here, how do how much do you keep up on like Internet trends and things like that? You know, I'm like, I, I think there's something wrong with me. I cannot go anywhere without my phone. So, okay. That's fine. I'm like so hooked. I, I fall asleep with it next to my ear. I mean, it's like so bad because I don't want to miss one Instagram message. Well, I bring it know? up because when you were on the show, what, about a week ago when we had you on the, on the Bailey show, yeah. uh, the actual yeah. show, you had mentioned the name of your two kids. And I wanted to know if you had seen the trend on the internet that says, that men, on average, think of the Roman Empire once a day. Really? Yes, that's a trend out there. I'll tell you right now, my son Roman thinks about the Desmond Empire at least (laughs) ten times a day. (laughs) So we have a mutual friend on Instagram I'm looking. Do Do you know Mike McVeigh? Yeah, I think I do. Yeah, he's kind of yeah. a he's kind of a big deal. He's a sweetheart. Um, um, I'm very close with him. He's 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 one of my kind of mentors, I would say. Um, so I'm just kind of looking at some of the people who follow you that follow me, um, just so I can get into the crew. I no, be, are you trying? To, I'm just trying to go over to no, Desmond's house and hang out for a little bit. Holy shit! <laughs> so so look, dude, I've got your number. Just uh, full disclosure, because obviously we have to call you. I'm not going to be creepy and weird and stuff, but. Uh, it, like at some point in time, if we want to get you back on, can I like throw you a text and see if you're busy? You can, but I'll totally mess it up if it doesn't go through Brian. Okay, my my, uh, my well, assistant. Okay. I like like today got messed up. Yeah, today I'm, got totally messed up because uh, you know it, it was like a message that came to me sideways. All right, well I'm so, gonna need Brian's information, so I'll text any, you. Any, okay, okay, and I, I'll text you back. Yeah, and uh, my contact information, and yeah, anytime. Oh my god, you guys are fun. Yeah. Guys are so much fun. <laughs> where do you where do you and live I can, at? I can be. Are you in L.A.? Well, right. No, no, I'm in Palm Springs right now. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh. So you're California. I know you're a Gainesville yeah, guy. I'm a Florida guy. You're born in Gainesville. Tom Petty. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Go Gators. Now I'm in Ga- Now I'm in Gaysville. Gaysville. <laughs> 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 go taking. Go ga- Go ga- Gators. Gators. Gators right. with a Y. Yeah. Palm uh, Springs. Wow, man. They're 60% gay population yeah with, hey. a tra- with a trans mayor what do you think about that yeah 
So yeah. I feel happy and free here. So we just bought a little vacation house here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but our main residence is Nashville, Tennessee, and I have my studios there, and that's where we mainly live. And, um, you know, go a lot to New York. We have an apartment there where our sons are going to NYU, mm-hmm. and um, that's where I went to. And so uh, they're seniors now. They're 21 years old. Wow. Roman and Nero. Roman and, Nero. Mm-hmm. and if people want to know more about them, Book. they should go to oh. www.2TWO thedocumentary.com and there's uh, our documentary to the story of Roman and Nero which is a very sweet sweet documentary we made when they were nine years old oh and that... they, they narrate the film it's so oh, cool awesome. they sound like superheroes don't they like oh my god thank god Roman and Nero here <laughs> like it sounds like a superhero well, duo mm-hmm. guess what guess what they they decided they both decided they're going to be entertainment lawyers Smart. <laughs> so either they're going to really defend me or they're both be suing me. That's what I was, that's what I was, gonna, that's what I was getting ready to say. I was like, they're going to be on one side or the other, Dad. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. But I'm very proud of them, very proud of them. And, um, you know, their godfather, by the way, is John Bon Jovi. I'd oh. like to brag about that. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's good bragging so point. I, th- I think they have a good, like, you know. I thought uh, a good way to get into show business. I thought it was cool that I knew that Snake from Skid Row was originally on um, Runaway uh-huh. and not Richie Sambora. I, I'm not telling. Yeah, a, they were like high school friends. Yeah, I'm not telling a story again about music. Nope. Like after talking with Desmond, I, I'm not telling another story. I know? don't believe you. It's, it's, <laughs> it doesn't even. I'm just going to play clips of Desmond Child telling stories on this right. podcast. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to say I know Des. DC's my boy. Yes, DC's my boy. All right. Well, look, um, we're going to let you go. The first ever memoir okay. from Desmond, "Living on a Prayer." Big songs, big life. Buy it, buy it, buy it. Uh, I don't want to give any more away because you've shared so much. You've been so nice to share all this information and all these stories, brother. You are the coolest dude ever. Thank you oh, so cool. much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. All right. I'll text you later and get uh, the information of the guy to get to the guy to talk to the guy. Okay? Yes, 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 yes. All right, brother. Okay. Talk to you Bye-bye. soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, my God. Mind is fucking blown. Can you believe that? Tommy and Gina. And Gina, he just knew Gina. Like Gina was his girlfriend when he was bisexual. Uh-huh. And Tommy is Desmond Child. We just talked to Tommy, who uh-huh. never fucking worked on the docks. But he, like he said- he spent a lot of time on the docks. But he's been to the docks. I don't think Nikki understands. I know she's up she's back's hurting and she's not she doesn't want to be here. But you don't understand. I don't. I, I let y'all have the moment. I know whatever it is is a big oh, deal. Gigantic. You know, you said a lot of cursing words, which you don't do, so I knew it was a deal. Oh, okay. Think about it this way. Let's put it into perspective. Okay. Growing up in your coming of age years, mm-hmm. okay. Name me a song that not only you liked, but the rest of the world, it was very mainstream. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. And it included a name of someone. My name, Nikki by Prince. Okay, there or you go. Darling Little Nikki. Darling yeah. Nikki. Mm-hmm. Okay, Darling Nikki. Do you know the story about Darling Nikki? I actually don't know the backstory to that song. Okay, I think it's actually a dirty story, like like yeah, a dirty, dirty, well, yes. dirty girl and stuff like that. And I don't know it either. I, I remember... Hearing the story because Foo Fighters covered it. Yep. And I remember when they covered it and the, the story mm-hmm. was told, but whatnot. But just imagine not ever really knowing the whole story. Right. But you've heard things and it's your favorite song. Mm-hmm. Okay. And 
let's say whomever wrote that. Right. You know, I'm sure Prince had his name on it, but I'm sure he had helpers and uh-huh. stuff like that. You talking with them, whether uh-huh. it's on this podcast or another podcast, mm-hmm. and they tell you a story that you never in a million years would have known, and they're Nikki, and their yeah. and their name's like Fred. right. That would have blown my mind. Yes. Absolutely. Okay, so that just to put it in comparison, that's, that's what just happened. You that's just what did just that. happened. Okay. Yes. You know, and I mean that's a great song to pick. You know, arguably, you know, Prince, <laughs> Prince is Prince, just like Bon Jovi, they're icons. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're and they're the the tops of not only their genre but they transcend the business. Right. You know, so uh, that was actually a very good song to pick, and yeah. you know, so that's kind of what I'm talking about. Okay. That's how big it is because, you know, the line, Tommy used to work on the docks. You know, everyone's been on strike. He's down on his luck. Oh, I know that. I know that song. You know, oh, living on a prayer. Okay. Take my hand. Everybody knows the word. Like, you even see viral videos of people in the park. They start singing it, and then somebody starts singing it, and someone starts, everybody starts singing it because everybody knows the words. Right. Yeah. Nobody knows who the fuck Tommy and Gina are. We do. Now you do. We Tommy's not even Tommy. Tommy's Johnny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tommy Johnny. Shit. Tommy Johnny Desi. Make sure Buddy grabs that clip. But I got grabbed the clip and sent it to Buddy. Okay. I don't need it. So he wants you to make sure he has. He did it. Okay. Not Buddy. I'm not. That's what he's saying. Okay. And look, what do you what do you see right here? Huh. What's that? That's screen. That's a mark. It's a mark. And oh. that mark. It's a mark. It's on Tommy and Gina. It's on Tommy. <laughs> Stop. See, this is why I got to go. My back hurts. I cannot be making me laugh hard. So angry. <laughs> what is space? Nikki, he just scares me sometimes. I know it's Halloween. and going as a <laughs> angry <laughs> elf. Angry walrus. Angry elf. That's From what you should have dressed up as today. It <laughs> <laughs> painted your face red. <laughs> Just angry. Yeah, yeah, that's all you gotta do. I don't know. Around here, you might get in trouble. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. Any, I think. I think any face paint on a white guy is a bad move. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like I thought about that. One of our coworkers, who is of uh, of uh, of a different ethnicity, mm-hmm. had white face, like white makeup on, uh-huh. because of the character. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think anything of it until I thought about it, and I was like, oh. Hmm. Uh, is that a catch twenty <laughs> twenty? I believe. I no, believe, I don't think fact. so. In that case, because it's not <laughs> trying to imitate. It's a catch twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. Color per se. All right. Well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna end this. Okay. So you can go and rest. Thank God. Okay. Thanks for sticking around. No problem. All those questions during the conversation were awesome. They were. Mm-hmm. I like him. <laughs> I could have talked to him all day. Wow. Mm-hmm. Listen, you don't feel know it? the pain. I feel it. No. But I'm in right now. Oh, I, I, it's we, massive. We've all been. I think you got pea stones. I need to think you need to do a little nerf shooting through the cooch cooch. <laughs> First of all, I go to the bathroom, okay? I've been to the bathroom. Nothing has come out. No, not oh, yet. but like you got to really force out a stone. Yeah, you got to you gotta drink cranberry juice. Mm-hmm. I have cranberry juice at home. Yeah, drink. Or, no, cran- what was wrong with me, though? Like Green, green tea also, I think. Mm. Right? Maybe I don't know. No, Google. I I know when it happened. When my dog made me slam myself into the couch, that's what like mm-hmm. knocked whatever out out. I know what happened when it happened. Not your dog put stones in your body. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> she made me jolt and hit my back on the couch. Like she made me jolt in my sleep when I already had just a small little tinge. Gotcha. And it made it major. 
Have TT give you a massage with his ding dong. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> I do have one of those guns you were talking about, so I might try that. Massage gun, not yeah. firearm. Right. Right. Massage gun. Best way to get out of back problems is just put a twenty two right there. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot my back Blow out. Blow a hole right in your Latoris Maximus. Mm-hmm. Get that out of there. <sighs> so you got anything before we get out? Uh we just gave you mind blowing interviews. Yeah. Nikki D's back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's really good. <laughs> I should have asked you if you had anything. I never have anything. I just asked you guys if you guys don't know. Nelson? I don't, I'm not going to try and follow that. No. How am I going to top that? I don't think you can, but nope. I appreciate you being a good friend and always having her back. <laughs> he can go all day. All day. Put me out of my misery. <laughs> uh, at The Bailey Show on YouTube. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll have the full-length video. Uh, unfortunately, Desmond didn't join us on the Zoom, so hopefully we'll have a picture up and you can see what Desmond looks like and, and for that conversation. At Listen to the BS on social media. Give us a like, share, follow. Also, please, if you can do us a favor and share this stuff. I know I was saying that when we were just doing the podcast. Uh, you two peers, and by the way, the, the private Facebook group for you two peers, just search for the BS two peers uh, to join that and we'll let you in. But yeah, share the, share the, share the videos. There's a lot of work that goes into that, a lot of money that goes into that share it with somebody that you think would dig the show whether it's just the podcast the uncensored or the radio show we'd appreciate it right and if you could if you like us leave a nice review especially on apple because there's a couple dicks out there you know they're just being dicks i know you know they're just being trolls i know one of them is and um, they're hiding behind a screen name and it just kills your rating Mm -hmm. you know and i know that's the sucks but that's the world we live in right look uh happy halloween week have yourself a great safe Oh, do you, can you play the, the dollar store jingle? Because I know the podcast I audience. I can't give you the dollar you store jingle. I know they're going to win. I, didn't, I forgot all about it. Go ahead and play that. Dollar store. Yeah. Less is more. Halloween costume contest. There you go. All right. Matthew Perry death investigated by LAPD's robbery homicide. Uh-oh. It's a standard procedure, though. Wow. Yeah, because he wasn't in the water long. All right. Okay, look. Uh, as always, we appreciate your listening. Have yourself a good, safe rest of your week, and we'll talk to you next Wednesday, next week. All right, bye! Get off my lawn! It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support. TheBaileyShow.com Now, get out of here!